Rise is a podcast dedicated to empowering women and sharing their occasional stories in order to help you become the best version of yourself. The show covers a wide range of topics to improve your business, body, mind, and soul. So welcome to Daughters Rise. So about seven years ago, I was actually diagnosed with cancer and it was a mild case, but it was, you know, cancer nonetheless. So they, they build your mind full of things of of negative possibilities. Right. And so I was pretty nervous. I was, um, looking for different things to do to change my life. And through that process, one of the things that the hospital had offered was Reiki. Now, whether you know about it or nowadays or not, at the time in my area, that was not really uh, popular. You know, you didn't hear about alternative treatments very much where I came from. It was a small town in the Northeast. And um, I decided that I would, you know, take advantage of the generous offer of the hospital in offering me these three free sessions of Reiki. And I thought, well, that'll be great. And I thought it was a massage. I didn't stop to take a moment to look it up and see what it actually was. I would probably still go, but I didn't know. And so when I got there, the practitioner, uh, the Reiki master asked me, you know, what, asked me some questions, asked me what my intention was, and then asked me, um, you know, about what I believed in, you know, did I believe in God or Buddha or, you know, was there another um, you know, did I just believe in the universe? And I said, no, 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 I believe in God. And so we called upon God, uh, when she was practicing on me and something absolutely amazing happened during the second session. And I remember thinking, I am never going to calm down. Like I kept thinking about all the bad things that were happening in my life and had happened in my past. And it was like a colored movie playing in my head. And I didn't really think in color at the time. And it just was kind of crazy. And I thought, Oh, this is just so frustrating. I was getting mad and just didn't understand why I couldn't stop thinking about all these negative things. And then all of a sudden uh, a space in my chest just sort of popped open and it went and I know the practitioner heard it because she told me um, that she had seen this before I'm going to be okay asked if I was okay I said yeah but I couldn't really speak that well because this sort of light um, this kind of white light flushed into my head and it was amazing and I just started crying and I couldn't stop crying and it just released so much within my body I I can't even tell you. And my life changed from that. I was no longer angry. I didn't have, um, I didn't harbor any, um, you know, um, grudges with anybody. I walked around and I was, I was pretty angry person. I was always looking for somebody to argue with or fight with, (laughs) not fight with, not physically, but you know, I was always up for a great debate and I always felt like I was going to win that debate. So um, it was an interesting transition for me to go from where I was to, to where I, where I am now. And I really attribute that to an act of God because without that light and without my heart being, um, opened up, I, I would still be the same way. 
I would. I didn't know any different. And I think what helped that and what, what, and, and we do that here at church, you know, when, when we're at church, we do the same thing. We do the laying of the hands. We uh, pray for each other. It's the same thing. You know, Reiki is just basically, um, just basically a version of laying of the hands. It's really nothing more than that. Only you're calling on whatever entity the person that you're working on believes in. And so it's an amazing practice that uses the life force energy God, Buddha, whatever the case may be, whatever you believe in, uses that energy to be able to heal what needs to be healed in your life and in your body. And I think what really assisted that breakthrough for me and for God touching my heart at that time was that I was really seeking to do things differently. I started to uh, eat differently. I started to read things differently. I started to watch different things uh, that I had never watched before, more positive shows, things that brought laughter into my life. So I started to open up to a life of positivity rather than living a life of just, just regular negativity, you know, just living day to day, if you will, maybe not negative, but just getting by. I started to eat better. I I eventually, at one point, I became vegan. I think that happened just before I went to that session. I'm not 100% sure on that, but um, I definitely was reducing any kind of uh, chemicals in my life. I was reducing um, pre-packaged foods. I was, didn't eat lunch meat. I started eating way more vegetables than I did anything else. So I was eating probably at least 80% vegetables over uh, any other kind of animal product. I was determined to fix what was going on in my body. I was very much overweight at the time. And it was, it was a weight that not only was on my body, but it was in my mind, you know, and I knew that I had to do something different in order to get healthy, to do better, to be there for my family and my grandkids. Another thing that I did was I actually was trying to raise my vibration. I was learning about sound. I was learning about light. I was learning about positivity and how that affects how we vibrate in the world. And so one of the things that I would do is I would use the sunlight to help increase my vibration level and um, bring my natural state into a higher, higher vibrating area. And I think that that also helps. So I would go out into the sunlight and, you know, they say you should have 15 minutes of sunlight in the early morning hours. I don't know whether that's true or not. I couldn't attest to that, but I definitely got started to get out into the sunlight a lot more than I ever had before in the past. Um, and that seemed to lighten my mood and it helped to give me a little bit more energy because they say that we receive energy from the sun. And so it's important to get outside and to put yourself into that atmosphere. The thing is, is that when people hear my story, they're like, well, I don't understand why God chose you. <laughs> you know, I don't either. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're all capable of opening that light up within us. 
you know, they call it life force energy, prana, chi, god, goddess, universe. It's just a few things. It's all the same within all of us. You know, even Jesus said to look within, to find the, the kingdom of God, you must look within. And what does that mean? I, and to me, I think that means is that we need to purify our bodies in ways that make sense and ways that please God. And it, I'm no expert. I'm definitely not. But I can tell you that getting outside absolutely helped. Some of the things that and changing my eating habits were enormously helpful. Now, I don't know whether all this you know, woke up the light or whether collectively it helped, woke, you know, wake my, my light up within. But I know that God definitely touched my life because my, my entire life turned upside down. And in some ways it was good. And in some ways it was uh, a crazy path, but I know that God has a plan for me and I'm trusting in him to lead and guide me every step of the way at this point. But, um, you know, I think what we need to realize is that I am no different than you. So the inner light exists in you. You have to be the one that finds it. You have to be the one to unlock that power and to align with it and unblock yourself, you know, from it, from that block being there. You know, so many of us walk around and we're very resistant to a lot of things in life. We're resistant to the work we do or the you know, the day that we're about to have you can even be resistant to people in your lives, <laughs> your children, your spouse, your mother, your father, your grandparents, whatever the case may be. Well, th that resistance is opposite of the light that you're seeking. So you have to start accepting things and allow things to flow through your life without trying to control them and without trying to change them and without being resistant to whatever comes to you. And some things that will come to you will test you, and it it's not an easy test. But if you allow it and you, you approach it with love, positivity, and gratitude, you're going to find that, that that negative situation or the situation that there is that's in your life to test you is just going to start to flow through, and it's going to be gone in no time because you chose love, because you chose gratitude, because you chose positivity. I think the best way I can describe this to you is to just start appreciating everything in your life that's working, you know, and just amplify your desire to actually say yes. Cause I remember actually sitting there one day and I thought, I'm just going to say yes to everything. And, uh, it reminds me of that, that yes man movie with Jim Carrey. And it was a lot like that. I, you know, whatever started to come my way, I saw as an opportunity and not as, um, something that I needed to worry about or, you know, change or anything like that. I just saw, I saw my life as an opportunity. I saw every day as an opportunity. I saw, you know, being able to appreciate the, the trees and the ground and the sky and the stars and my children and my grandchildren. And I just saw it all as an opportunity of living you know, because when we come here, we come from a place that doesn't, doesn't allow that. We, we're not able to feel, we're not able to taste, we're not able to enjoy the, the 
touch and feel of another human being. And so it's important to enjoy those moments when we get them. We don't always get them, but when we do, we just, we need to hold on to that in our hearts. You know, because when we focus on our problems, it causes your awareness to go to more of the problems. You know, and what I see as I get older, I see a lot of people that I know focusing on the negative, focusing on the problems, focusing on the stress, focusing on their mood, or focusing on their health. And typically it's their ill health. And that just brings more of what they're focusing on. Now, I don't know about you, but if I want to have a good life and if I want to have a healthy life, if I want to grow and flourish and enjoy every day that God gives me, I don't want to focus on that stuff. So some of the other things that I learned during this process that I think also helped God to open my heart was, you know, that, that I knew that breathing was important and it's a lot of us, and you may not even realize it at this moment, but a lot of us hold our breath. We get so in tune to whatever we're doing at work, or we become so stressed with, you know, duties that are before us that we don't breathe. We might be driving in the car. We might be sitting in the office. We might be trying to speak with our children, listening to somebody tell us a story or dealing with our partners who are causing a little bit of stress in our lives. You stop breathing and you cannot live without your breath. Obviously you have to oxygenate your body. So what I would say to you is, you know, in those moments, I, I would encourage you to start to look at and realize when it is that you're not breathing and stop and take a deep breath. You need to do this at least a few times a day. And this will keep you feeling so much better. You know, these are, this is just an action of loving yourself and putting yourself first. You know, putting yourself first doesn't always mean that you you know, buy the best stuff or you have the biggest car or the biggest house or have a house at all. Sometimes putting yourself first is just eating the right foods. It's choosing to move your body. It's choosing to breathe. Because like I said, I realized that when I was sitting in the office and I was responsible for a lot of people and a lot of things, I had big jobs most of my, most of my young adult life, I had very big jobs and I was responsible for a lot. And I was responsible not only at, on the job, but I was responsible at home too. I had a house to take care of that I bought on my own and I had my children to take care of. And I was in a constant state of awareness and maybe not stress. I don't know quite how to explain it, but just a constant state of being on all the time. And during those moments where I did become stressed, that's when I stopped breathing. And that's where I say to you to start realizing those moments where you actually stop and you're holding your breath. Take a deep breath. Stop for just a second and just breathe as deep as you can into your abdomen and fill your lungs, fill your, your chest and your back. And then, you know, like I said, go outside and spend some time in the sun. That's what I did. 
I think it might help. Um, and then one of the other things that the hospital offered at that time was, um, was aromatherapy. So they used various different scents to help their patients after, you know, while they're in the hospital or while they're going through treatment, which I thought was amazing. And like I said, I came from an area where they didn't talk about alternative treatments or even open their mind to alternative treatments. But here I was, the hospital I had attended since I was two years old was now offering Reiki for um, alternative treatment and uh, aromatherapy. So one of the a couple of the fragrances that you can use to lift your mood what is peppermint or citrus and I learned that and then if you are feeling overly stressed something that will help calm you and you might already know this I mean it's now become pretty general knowledge but um, is lavender so you just put a little of the scent the, the scented oil on um, what they did at the hospitals they put it on a cute on a um, cotton ball and they allowed people to just smell the cotton ball and it helped. They also uh, taught me that laughing was super important, that laughing is, it helps heal your body. And you know how they say laughter is the best medicine, right? Well, it actually is because when I first started, I was, you know, going through this health trouble, I was now concerned about my job. I still had the big job that didn't go anywhere. I still had to do that. And I was still taking care of children and it just was an enormous weight on my shoulders. And they were now telling me, Oh, you know, on top of all the health concerns that you have right now, you should start laughing. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That ought to be easy, right? But it truly is the best and strongest medicine that we can use. It, it, triggers something in you emotionally within your body and it it boosts your immune system it stops pain and um it it reverses the effects of stress so when i first began i would put on a movie and i would watch a movie and i didn't laugh i didn't laugh at all I could barely pay attention to it. My mind was a thousand other places. But over time, I learned to be present in that moment. And I'd actually watch the movie. And I would find myself laughing and started to feel so much better. And then I started a gratitude journal. And I started to do that after talking with a life coach um, and joining one of her programs. I started um, doing as she had suggested and writing anywhere from three to five things a day every morning to start my day that I was grateful for, you know, in, in the beginning, like I tell my children in the beginning, it was so hard, you know, not, I was certainly appreciative of my family, but at the same time, they were, they were a cause of stress at times. And so what did I have? I didn't feel like I had a whole lot. So sometimes I would just be grateful for my bed or I would be grateful for tea. Um, I'd be grateful that I woke up, you know, just little things like that, that I was grateful to be able to walk. And then over time it became so much bigger and so much grander and so many more things that I knew that I was grateful for. And that is how I became um, as positive as I am and how I got through everything that I went through. And I think that that really helped to let my light shine through. And a few other things that I've read on um, 
you know, and I always, I've always done this, but look for different opportunities to practice generosity. You know, do you see somebody who needs help? Is there somebody struggling financially that, you know, would like to purchase something that they can't purchase? Maybe you can, maybe you can go out and buy it for them and just leave it for them. You know, maybe somebody is in line and you pay for their, their meal behind you or that you tie that church you know all of these things matter and it, you have to like I said look for opportunities to practice that generosity it doesn't come naturally to a lot of us there are some people who, who it does come really natural to but there are many of us that doesn't come natural you just have to really be aware and look and listen to what other people are saying and then one of the other things that I realized, and I can't remember who talked about this because I've learned so much in the last six, seven years, but somebody said one time, what if you talked to yourself like somebody you actually loved? And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Now, I don't know whether that means anything to you, but I know when I was talking to myself, I was hard on myself. I was super hard on myself. You can call it perfectionism. You can call it, you know, I was a workaholic. I was striving for perfection. I wanted everything to be, you know, just right. I wanted my kids to be just right, how I thought that they should be. I wanted everything to fall into this box that I had planned for my life. <laughs> life doesn't work that way, does it? Not even close. And you have to be okay with that. I had to start learning to love myself from the inside out. I had to start learning to talk to myself in my mind like like it was somebody that I was talking to that I was giving advice to. Because I'll tell you, how I was talking to myself was not how I would talk to somebody else. And that's huge. That is absolutely huge. And it was such a realization to me that it, it took days for me to process, honestly. Because I thought that I loved myself. I, I had a good self-esteem. I believed in myself, you know. But what I realized is that my belief in myself was stemmed more from the work that I did rather than the person I was. And when I started to realize that I needed to start accepting myself for who I was, and that, that that's okay and that I was a good person and that I, it's okay to, you know, um, accept faults, failures, hiccups, mistakes, and look past them and still love yourself. That was another huge moment. And start treating myself as if I was somebody that I loved because I was, I really was, but I didn't talk to myself that way. I would just say to you that if you struggle from that negative self-talk, start thinking about how you would actually talk to somebody else. And would you say those things that you're saying right now to somebody else, if you're talking to them, if you're giving them advice, if you're leading them in any way, shape or form, because if you wouldn't, then you should not be talking to yourself that way either. Just a strong piece of advice. That offer to you. So if you're looking to let your light shine, 
If you're looking for God to open your heart, you have to start looking for those those ways where that can happen <clears throat> and looking for all the evidence that, that things are going right. Because life will show you whatever you believe is true. They call it the law of attraction, you know, whatever they call it. But I will tell you that what you focus on, you will see, you will find. So start focusing on the good, start focusing on what, um, what you believe to be true and begin your day with like an honest realization, like a look at what you're actually grateful for. And the reason I say to start your day and not do it at night is because if you start your day off that way, it sets the stage for the entire day. And I did that for a really long time. Another thing that I did start doing when I was diagnosed um, with cancer was that I was actually um, made time to, uh, meditate. And, you know, in the beginning it's hard, but over time it became much, much easier. So I would say that that's something that you might want to look into and to start to quiet your mind in, in moments where you're able to do that. But again, you know, Jesus told us that in order to find the kingdom, you must seek within. In Matthew 6, 22, I'll just look this up and it says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. And that doesn't say for certain people, that doesn't say for just a few. That just says pretty much everybody. If you have a single eye for God, if you have a single eye for, you know, life force energy for the universe, if you have a single positive eye and you're looking for goodness and knowledge and grace, then you have the opportunity where your whole body will be full of light. And that did happen with me. You know, I will tell you that it's an amazing journey and God is still guiding my path and hopefully you'll find that you can start mastering some of these principles to help you find to brighten your inner light too. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please like and follow Daughters Rise and share the show with someone you know who could benefit from listening too.